Welcome to another episode of our Yasha Ministries Let's Wrap podcast. First of all, I would like to say I pray that everyone that's on the side of my voice is doing well, considering all that we are going through in the world today. I am quite sure that worldwide, most people are aware that we are being faced with a pandemic by the name of the coronavirus or COVID-19. As to date, this virus has affected over 284,698 people worldwide. There have been 11,842 deaths. Right here in the United States thus far, we account for 19,775 of those confirmed cases and 276 deaths. I want you to know today that God is still in control. On our last Let's Rep episode, as I begin this series, I found myself struggling trying to get that episode completed. In the midst of recording the episode, my system began to go out, but I know that it was only the enemy trying to stop the word of God from going forth. That is why today I want to begin with the prayer. The word of God tells us in Isaiah, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. I trust and believe today, God, that your word is going to accomplish that which you sent it to do. Lord, I pray right now for the people that are listening to this podcast today. God, I ask you like never before that you would open up our spiritual eyes that we might see you in the spirit. Oh, Father, we ask that you would open up their spiritual ears that they might hear the discernment of you and your word, Father, in the name of Jesus. But most of all, God, I pray today that you would open up our spiritual hearts that we might receive see what thus says the Lord. God, that we will not only receive it in our hearts, but we'll begin to act on your word. Satan, we come against you with the blood of Jesus. Every power, every demonic force, every principality of the air, we pull down every demonic spirit in the name of Jesus that will hinder the word of God from going forth and doing what he accomplished to do. To do. And God, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Because of the situation that we are being faced with today, and because everywhere I looked and everyone I talked to, all I could hear was the resounding sound of repeat and quote Psalms 91. The Lord laid on my heart to begin to decipher or begin to break down or reveal exactly what Psalms 91 means. A lot of people are quoting Psalms 91, but very few of us really understand what God is saying to us in that verse. Even more importantly, we need to know exactly what it is God has promised to do for us if we remain in him and if we put our faith in him as our protector and our provider as we go through this situation. God already revealed to us in the last episode that we are dealing with end time signs. He's already revealed to us that he is soon to come. And a lot of people may be saying, I've been hearing that from the time I was a child. God is soon to come. I'm here to tell you, I'm not saying that God is coming tomorrow, but I am telling you today, it is not long as it has been. Our Heavenly Father is trying to get us into position as his children. He's trying to get us to wake up from our slumber and discern the times for which we are living in. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and today on Let's Wrap, we're going to be continuing with this three-part series entitled, Dwelling in the Secret Place. Our scripture is going to be coming from Psalms 91. Let's read. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. 
Surely he will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thy trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold to see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt thread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shall thy trumpet on the feet, because he hath set his love upon me. Therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Okay, children of the Most High God, it's time to rap about what this scripture is saying to us. When we last left off, God was letting us know that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. What was that saying? That is letting us know that there is a place where we can go. There's a secret place in God that we can hide and we will be able to abide under the shadow of the most high God, the most high God, which is El Shaddai, the Lord creator of heaven and earth. As I stated before, the one who holds all this in his hand, the one in whom, which we live, move and have our being God almighty El Shaddai, the same one who spoke to Abraham, the same one who spoke to Job, the same God who delivered the three Hebrew boys out of the fiery furnace. I'm talking about the same God who delivered Jonah out of the belly of a well. I'm talking about Yahweh. I'm talking about everlasting, the great I am. I'm talking about Jehovah Jireh, our provider, the one who, while we're going through the midst of this coronavirus, in the midst of people running frantically, taking things from shelves, hoarding food, in the midst of people fighting over toilet paper, the, in the midst of people fighting over water, in the midst of chaos. I'm talking about the God who sits high and look low. He's the same God in the midst of people about to lose their mind, in the midst of being stressed, full of anxiety, full of fear, in the midst of not being able to sleep at night, obsessed with the news channels. I'm talking about the God who is Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace, who able to keep us in spite of what we're going through. He said, I'll keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on me in this day in this season that we're in saints it is imperative that we keep our mind stayed on God the everlasting God our God who knows our beginning and our end who created us and ordained us before the foundation of this world we got to be assured today and know that the Lord is our refuge that he is our fortress he is our God and him will we trust. We will not trust in the government. We will not trust in our friends. We will not trust in man, but in God we'll trust the God who can destroy both body and soul. Surely, he says, surely he shall deliver us from the snare of the fowler. 
He will deliver us from the noise and pestilence. On our last episode, I told you that the fowler represents the enemy. The fowler represents the trap of the enemy. There's a trap of the enemy that's being set. We have to listen and we have to obey those that have rule over us. If they're telling you that you need to stay in, I don't care what you feel like. That's what the problem is now. Too long we have been going by what we feel. We want to do whatever comes to our mind. We want to do whatever we feel like doing. So many people are running around taking this thing lightly. We have been told to social distance ourselves, but people insist on doing things their way. They want to do it the way they've always done it. They want to do what they want to do. You see people at the beach. You see people here and there acting like this thing is a joke. There are companies that are putting people in harm's way because they refuse to close their doors. Why? All because of the love of money. The Bible lets us know that the love of money is the root of all evil. People are so busy worshiping money, worshiping uh, uh, love of pleasure more than lovers of God. I told you on the last episode that God is a jealous God. And most importantly, God is not a man that he should lie. Just like he warned the children of Israel, he's been warning us time and time again. He said in Exodus, the 15th chapter and the 26th verse, he said, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord, your God, and if you will do what is right in my sight, he said, I and will listen to and obey my commandments and keep all my statutes. He said, I will put none of these diseases upon you, which I brought upon the children of Israel. He said, I am the Lord God who heals you. It's only going to be God who can heal and stop this corona virus. It is only God who can get a command to his angels to have charge over us, to be able to stop the situation that we're going through. He told us in his word in Psalms 91, he said, he shall cover us with his feathers and under his wing shall we trust. When we begin to look at the word trust and what it's saying in the Hebrew Bible, it is saying to us to trust is to have confidence, to have hope in, to make our refuge, to put our trust in. I told you already in verse two, it said that the Lord is my refuge. He is my fortress. My God in him will I trust. God has taken us through these situations and the circumstances that we might trust him more. He wants us to get before him and lay every weight aside and every sin that do so easily beset us and begin to put our trust in him. He said trust also means as a verb meaning it means to seek. We have to seek after him like never before. I'm telling you he's calling us to the secret place. As his children we need to get in the secret place. He said to take refuge. He is our shield. He's our providing refuge. A refuge is sought out under his wings. So it is under God's wing. Shall we trust? The word of God continues in that fourth verse to tell us that it is his truth. Now his truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. When we look at the Hebrew dictionary, it tells that what is his truth? His truth is his assured faith. His truth is his assured established faith. It is a certainty in God. His truth is sure in God. It is only God and his truth. His truth is the only thing that matters. The word of God tells that everything is going down except the word of God. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. When we look at what buckler means, a buckler is a shield. It's a small round shield, a shield that is held on the arm of a fighting soldier. The shield was worn on the left arm. The shield is used as protection. So the word of God is letting us know that if we stand in truth, if we obey his word, and if we stay in the word of God, his truth shall be our shield. No enemy can come nigh us. We can hold up the shield of God and be protected. Protected. 
His truth shall be our buckler. We'll have a defense that we can use against the enemy. We can speak the word as Jesus spoke the word. The Lord, the, he said, it is written, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It is written, I shall not die but live to declare the works of the Lord. It is written that God is my father, that my life is in his hand. For to live is Christ and to die is gain. It is written that no evil shall befall thee or any plague shall come. I'm not thy dwelling. We have to speak the word, saints. We're living in a time like never before. What is imperative that we learn the word of God. Not only learn the word, but we got to speak the word. For the word has power and authority. Hallelujah. We got to know that we ain't saw nothing yet. We got to know that God is moving in these last days and there's a lot of things going on, not just the coronavirus is going on, but we know that in the Middle East, over in Egypt and every and other places over in the Middle East, there's a swarm of locusts that are a plague of locusts like never before in 2020 that are destroying things. Millions and millions of locusts are swarming in Africa and in the Middle East. I'm telling you today, church, that these are in time signs that the Lord is soon to come. We better get our house in order. We better dwell in the secret place of the most high and he that dwells in the secret place shall abide under shadow of the almighty. God is our protection. He is our sustainer. He is the sustainer of our faith. We can't let our faith fail us now. He said, be not afraid. Don't fear what's going to come upon this earth, but we better stay in the secret place under the shadow of the almighty. He is our protection. Thank you, Jesus. We got to trust God like never before. We are living in the last days. Believe it or not, I'm telling you, church, time is not long as it has been. God wants us to get our house in order. He don't want us to be afraid, but he wants us to settle ourselves in the spirit so that we can build up our strength so that when the time comes for us to go forth, there'll be labors to go forth in the field that we might reap a harvest. He told us in his word, hallelujah. He said, thou shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the error that flies by day. It ain't no time now to be backing up. There's no time to be afraid. He said, thou shalt. When we see the word shout, shout is being used when we take talking about one person. He's talking about thou shall. He's not talking about a host of people. He's not talking about a congregation of people. He's talking about one. He's talking about a personal relationship. Relationship. He's saying that shalt not be afraid. You shall not be afraid. Afraid means to feel anxiety. It means to feel fear. It means to be frightened. It means to be worried. It means something undesirable that will occur or to be done. We know this could, uh, uh, this virus has people afraid at this time. We know there's a lot of people that are frightened. There's a lot of people full of anxiety and fear, but he's telling us thou shalt, you shall not be afraid. Don't don't be afraid of the terror. Hallelujah. When we look at the word terror, terror means extreme fear, overwhelming fear to be frantic of dread. We know that there is terror going around throughout this land. Hallelujah. People are terrified. That's why they're in the grocery stores fighting. That's why they're hoarding because they're 
in terror, extreme fear. They're being overwhelmed with fear. We cannot, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. He told Joshua to be courageous, be not afraid. He said, but be very courageous. We can't afford to back down now and be afraid. I'm not saying that you're not supposed to social distance yourself. We have to do what we're told to do, but I'm saying to you that we shall not be afraid because we have the Lord on our side. And just because you choose to social distance yourself, don't mean you're weak in your faith. It don't mean that you're afraid. God give us wisdom. And in this end time, we have to practice wisdom. We have to ask God for what to do and what not to do. The Bible says, he that win his souls must be wise. You're not using any wisdom if you know there's a virus out there and you decide to go out there because it rains on the just as well as the unjust. Don't think for a minute that all these 11,888 people that have died were all non-believers. There were some of these people that have died and have not went on to be with the Lord. And if the number continues to climb, we're going to see even more death. So I'm saying to the body of Christ today, we have to be led by the spirit of God and have wisdom in these last and evil days. And while we're seeking for God for wisdom, he's telling us at the same time, be not afraid of the terror by night. Now, when we look at the word in that fifth verse, the word night in this verse figuratively signifies gloom of despair that sometimes have the tendency to engulf our human hearts. No matter how saved we think we are or no matter how holy we might be from time to time because we live in these human bodies and because we like divine guidance from the Holy Spirit, we have the tendency to allow gloom and despair to engulf our human hearts. But in these last days, I want you to know that we can't afford to fall into the pit of despair or the pit of perplexity. The Apostle Paul Paul said it best in 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9. He said, we are troubled on every side. It seems like in every direction we look in right now, our backs are being pressed up against the wall. There's a virus out there going around. We're being asked to shelter in place. You've had to leave your jobs, many of you. Many of you are having to file for unemployment. Many of you don't know what's going to happen. How am I going to feed my children? How am I going to pay my bills? It seems like trouble is coming from every side. The Bible says, yes. Yet we should not be in distress. Yo, though we are perplexed, we are not in despair. We can't allow ourselves to fall into despair until this coronavirus. He said, though we are persecuted, we are not forsaken. Though we are cast down, we are not destroyed. We have to know that God is not inflicting this pain on us in order to destroy us, but he's inflicting these things upon the earth that we might draw ourselves closer to him. He has to step back and allow these things to be so that we might know that he is God and there is no other besides him. I know many of you out there are praying in the midst of going through this situation. And a lot of time when we're going through a situation or when we're facing a circumstance in our life, we begin to pray out and call out to God. But oftentimes it seems like God becomes silent. We oftentimes we begin to wonder, God, if you see me, God, do you hear us? But the fact of the matter is that when he was talking, we were not listening. So sometimes God has to allow things to happen in our lives. God has to allow things to happen around us to get out. 
our attention. Now, when we look at the word terror again, terror also refers to calamity or affliction. Nevertheless, even in our darkest times, even though he may be silent right now, there is a promise that he has made unto us. God told us in his word that he would never leave us nor forsake us. So God wants you to know today that thou shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the error that flies by day. When we think about an error, an error is a weapon of the enemy. When there's an error being shot at you, it's shot for one reason and one reason only, to destroy you. We have an error that's being shot at us today. It is the coronavirus church. I want you to know today that the Bible says to not be afraid of the error, that error that flies. We have an invisible enemy that's flying around us. This thing has been labeled as the invisible enemy. We can't see it. We don't know who's carrying it. But one thing I know for sure, that if I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, I shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. For the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. And in Him, I decide to trust. For though He slay me, yet will I trust Him. We got to trust God in spite of everything that we see going on around us. We got to trust God to be our provider. We got to trust God to be our healer. In these last days, you better trust God, church. You better trust him like never before. He's telling us in his word to not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the error that flies by day. In the sixth verse, it says, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. So when we look at the word pestilence, we know that pestilence again. We talked about it in, in episode one. Pestilence is a plague, a, a dreadful disease that walketh in darkness. It said darkness representing gloom, the plague of darkness, the kind of darkness that is that causes people to stumble. We have to be so careful that in this dark time that we're in right now, that we don't allow this darkness to cause us to stumble. We're talking about calamity. We're talking about misfortune that comes. We're talking about the wicked. We're talking about the evil that's leashed upon us. That sixth verse go on to say, nor for destruction that wasted at noonday. I like the way the Amplified Bible began to read. It said, nor for the destruction of sudden death. That's a prize. We know that the coronavirus or the COVID-19, this virus seemed like it came out of nowhere. However, though it might be a surprise to us, I want you to know today and be in cursed church that it was not a surprise to God because he already know our beginning from our end. Every day has already been ordained and written in the book. He already know what was going to take place before it even took place. In the midst of all the disaster, in the midst of all the destruction, in the midst of all the death, in the midst of all the calamity, in the midst of the jobs going down, in the midst of the Wall Street falling, God already knew all of these things would take place on this date in 2020. When I was studying the word destruction, the Hebrew definition makes reference to it. It said God is always connected with this conception of destruction. It seems ironic that in the two passages of the Bible, we see that God was the source of destruction. When we look at Deuteronomy 32nd chapter in the 21st verse, and if you look at Isaiah the 28th chapter in the second verse, while in this passage we're looking at, nine, at Psalms 91 and 6, he is also the salvation from the destruction that wasted at noonday. The difference between the descriptions of Deuteronomy and Isaiah is God was bringing about judgment upon the wicked in those two verses. 
But in this particular chapter here in Psalms 91, God is telling the righteous that if we dwell in the secret place of the most high, that he shall preserve the righteous in the midst of the judgment of the wicked. I'm also reminded by the Holy Spirit of the Passover during the time where the Lord sent a plague over the land of Egypt, where the children of Israel dwelled. He reminded the children of Israel that they needed to put the blood over the doorpost. If there was a time that we needed to pray and we need to stay in his secret place. If ever there was a time we needed to anoint our children, anoint our homes and our doorposts. Now is the time because there's a deaf angel. There's a deaf angel passing over this land. We need to know that we know that we're in the secret place of the most high. God, there's many times he sent judgment huh, over this land. Huh. Now, if the children of Israel would not have anointed their doorposts, if they would not have gotten in the secret place, huh, but they would have continued to go outside and play around during the time that the deaf angel was passing through, huh, they would have been inflicted by the deaf angel. Huh. But because of the obedience of the Lord, huh, they were protected by the blood over the doorposts. Huh. There's a time, saints, but that we need to know that we know huh, that we need to be in a secret place. Huh, that we need to anoint our homes, that we need to anoint our children. We got to know that we know that the blood still works because the Lord has given us warnings with the signs of the time. He's given us warning through his word that it's going to rain. He's letting you know right now, church, that you better get yourself prepared for what's about to come upon this earth. He's letting us know in his word that it's going to rain church, that we have to get ourselves together. We're in this together. And just like in the days of old, it's going to rain on the just as well as the unjust. We're all in this thing together. However, the difference will be determined by whether or not you're standing under his umbrella. Are you finding yourself unprepared, caught out in this storm that we are now facing? In our previous episode, Standing Under His Umbrella, I told you that we can't stop the rain. It's falling even as I speak. From the time we started this podcast, I told you worldwide that affected by this coronavirus, there was 284,698 people infected by it. And 11,842 worldwide had already died. I told you in the United States confirmed there were 19,775 people infected and 277 deaths in the United States. Now, since we started this podcast, the number has increased. There is now 287,398 people infected worldwide. That means 2,700 more people have been infected since I've been recording this podcast. There was 11,842 deaths. It has increased by 11,895 deaths. That means that there are 53 more deaths that have occurred since I've been recording this podcast. Now in the United States, the number has increased to 19,956 confirmed cases of the coronavirus. That means that 181 more people have been infected since I've been recording this podcast. Also, the death has risen. There was 277. There is now 279. So that lets us know that two more people have died in the midst since I've been recording this podcast. So we can see how rapidly this thing is progressing. I want you to know today that even as I speak, by the time we end this podcast, there's going to be even more deaths. And who knows where the number is going to skyrocket by tonight. 
But I want you to know today that God is in control. He said in verse seven, that a thousand shall fall at thy right side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Nigh thee means to approach thee, to draw near or overtake you. We have to trust and believe God's word that no matter what's happening all around us, no matter how many people are dying all around me, this thing shall not come nigh me. This thing shall not overtake me, no matter what is happening all around us. And as I stated, 100 people are dying. Every day, my heart goes out to the people who are suffering in the hospital from this terrible virus. My heart goes out to the list of people who have lost their loved ones, those who are lying in hospital beds, not knowing if they're going to live or die. I want you to know that you got to put your faith in God. We have a blessed assurance and we don't have to fear. All we have to do is trust God. Know that God is in control. Trust God. Hold on to God. Hold on to God. Trust him. God has given us promises through his word that he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I'm telling you like never before, we have to dwell in his secret place. Dwell in the secret place. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we do thank you for this powerful teaching. God, we know that you're speaking to us through your word. God, we thank you for your word, for your word is a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our pathway. God, your word is the living word, the bread of life, oh God. You said man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. God, we thank you for what you're saying to us. God, we thank you for how you're speaking to our hearts. God, we thank you for how you're encouraging us through your word. God, we humbly submit to your will. God, we submit to your way today. God, we ask that you would touch all those God who have lost loved ones that you would comfort their hearts those who are suffering right now God that you would encourage them God let them know that you will never leave them nor forsake them God we thank you God for what you're doing even now in this earth though we may not understand oh God we're gonna trust you God we stand on your word God, you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. God, activate our faith, oh God. You said now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God, you said you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you, those who trust you, God, those who prepare their hearts for what you have in store for us. God, we love you. We bless you. We thank you. We love you today, God. God, we don't take it lightly. We don't take you for granted, God, but we hear you, God. So God, search our heart and our souls. The sin that you find in us, move it out of the way, God. Help us, God, that our prayers will be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, our strength and our redeemer, oh, God. Restore us, God, to our original state. Lord, we love you and we bless you, God. God, we humble ourselves, God. We turn from our wicked ways, oh God. We want you to heal this land, oh God. We want you to steal the hand of the enemy, oh God. We ask God that you would have mercy on Have mercy on us, oh God. Your people, touch us today, God. Lord, we just be so careful to give you the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you the praise that's due your name. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. As always, 
I want to thank each and every one who take the time out of their lives to listen to this podcast, especially during these troubled times. I want you to be encouraged to know that God is our foundation. He is our rock. He is our refuge. He is our fortress. I pray that you would dwell in him, allow him to dwell in you richly. He is our protection. He is our covering. He is our shield. As we continue through these days, I ask that you be prayerful for everything that's going on in this country. That even as you are in your secret place praying, dwelling before the Lord, that you will pray that he would have mercy on us and this world. Lord, we just thank you. We ask that you would continue to follow us on Facebook at Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook. Also, you can follow us on iTunes. You can follow us on WordPress. You can follow us on Twitter. As always, I love you. Elder Michael love you. But you better know that your father, Yahweh, El Shaddai, Yahshua, Jehovah Sikanu, Jehovah God, will always love you more. Until the next time, have a blessed day.